With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I'm the Fuse. Thank you so much for tuning in to Making It Big. Glad to be here on a Thursday night. Uh, as we speak, the Commanders and Bears are getting ready to square off on NFL Thursday Night Football on Prime. Curb Street, Al Michaels, you know the drill. Uh, Got to dive into some college football. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. We'll do my yes, yes, and meh games to watch here this weekend in college football. Teams are working in their bye weeks for the football season. Let's do it. Our first yes game of the week. How about Texas-Oklahoma-Red River rivalry? Uh, No brainer. This is the top game of the week. I'm going to take Texas at home. Quinn Ewers, Jonathan Brooks, 218 yards, two tutties last week as Longhorns beat Kansas at home. Monster performance from Ewers. Like I said, um, over like I, like I saw earlier, over 300 yards uh, passing for Ewers. And uh, obviously a monster running game led by Jonathan Brooks. Uh, it's going to be hard for Oklahoma to stop that offense, I think. Uh, I'm not a big Dylan Gabriel fan. I know he can rack up yards. He did a pretty good job of that last week, throwing for 322 against Cincinnati. Um Actually, a couple weeks ago, beat Cincinnati. Sooners beat the Bearcats 20-6. to Look, Oklahoma, they're ranked 12th for a reason. They've done a good job, uh, obviously. We'll see how they utilize Marcus Major. He's going to have to be a, a key point, control the clock, try to keep the ball out of Texas' hands. Um, I don't think you want to get in a shootout with Texas. That's my thinking. Uh, Oklahoma... They can get some some physical bodies up front, those big guys. Uh, I know Big 12 teams aren't aren't appreciated for their defense, but uh, I'm going to say you, you look at Oklahoma and if you can get pressure on Quinn Ewers, if you can control the clock, uh, you're working with something here. Oklahoma does have guys who can make plays. So uh, Andrell Anthony, receiver, so, Oklahoma, they have people to work with, players to work with, but I just think Texas is going to be too much. It should be a fun game, maybe a bit chippy, maybe a bit physical. Uh, Xavier Worthy, a really good receiver for the Longhorns. I just think they have too many weapons. Now, I am curious how the pass rush is going to work in this game for both sides because, obviously, like I said, you know, for Texas, that's going to be huge. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think there might be a defensive battle. I think Texas 
it'll be close, and then Texas will pull away. One of those deals. You look against uh, Kansas last week. The Longhorns were only up thirteen to seven at halftime, and then outscored the Jayhawks twenty-seven to seven in the second half. So maybe that that slow start off offensively in terms of scoring bodes well for the Sooners coming on the road. Um, but I just like the firepower that Texas has. Quinn Ewers threw three rushing touchdowns last week. 365 total yards out of Ewers. You like this offense? Texas keep it rolling. Texas ranked third in the nation. They're thinking about... I, I think they're thinking about national title at this point. I mean, you got to if you're Longhorns, especially if you knock off Oklahoma. You see... SEC teams getting knocked off. Alabama suffered uh, their first loss recently. LSU lost two games already. So, you know, Georgia, some people are not loving the way they're playing right now. So, if Texas can keep keep rolling, if they can dominate, then they're going to be in the discussion. I mean, a Big 12 team undefeated, I mean, you... You look at what TCU was able to do last year, being undefeated for most of the year. I mean, you know, vast majority of the year. You're telling me Texas can't. You're telling me the Longhorns don't have a shot. So, uh, like I said, I'll take the Longhorns in this matchup over Oklahoma. Uh, our next yes game. This is interesting. I'm going to go. With Notre Dame at Louisville. Um, I'll take Notre Dame. And this is one of those games where it's a yes for me because Notre Dame, close loss, you know, uh, tough loss against Ohio State a few weeks ago. Then they go and they... Hold on to beat Duke. So, with that being said, I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame on the road again. I mean, last week. I mean, last week against Duke, twenty-one to fourteen was the final. So, going on the road again to Louisville, they're ranked. Louisville's going to be excited. Not only are they going to want to beat the Irish, but hey, we're, Louisville's saying, hey, we're ranked. 7.30 p.m. is the kickoff. And uh, it's on ESPN, by the way. So, Louisville, that atmosphere is going to get excited. Normally a basketball school, but hey, they're ranked. They want to beat the Irish. You look at Louisville, they can score points. For example, they beat Boston College. They doubled them up, actually, 56-28 to 28 a few weeks ago. Remember, Boston College gave Florida State fits. Florida State ranked in the, uh, fifth, fifth in the nation. So it's one of those things where the Eagles, Boston College, they gave, they gave the Seminoles fits, and Louisville went and eventually rolled them, 56-28. So you're telling me... Louisville isn't ranked for a reason. You're telling me they can't give Notre Dame fits that they can't try and 
take some pages out of what Duke did. I think I'm not going to say I'm not I'm again I'm taking Notre Dame to win, but you're telling me Louisville can't keep up at all. They can't make it close. They can't gain any any traction against Notre Dame. Jack Plummer, five touchdowns, 388. A couple weeks ago against Boston College. Jawar Jordan, monster game, two touchdowns, 134. Amari Huggins, Bruce, only three catches, but two touchdowns and 110 receiving yards. So, I'm just saying... I wouldn't be shocked if Louisville pulled off the upset. Notre Dame, back-to-back weeks, tough loss against Ohio State. That's deflating. Then you hold on to beat Duke by a touchdown. It was a road game. Now you're on the road again. Louisville should be rocking. So, and Sam Hartman, he wasn't great last week. 15 of 30 for Sam Hartman. No touchdowns, but no picks. He did have 222 yards through the air. Uh, Astemi, Audric Astemi, 81 rushing yards, two tutties. But I'm not loving Notre Dame's offense. Mitchell Evans, a key receiver that Louisville has to stop. Now, Notre Dame, they can't put pressure on you, but. You look last week, Notre Dame 3 of 15 on third down. 3 of 15. So, I'm excited. I'm interested by this. You know, Notre Dame, they want to stay in the national champion. Well, they're 5 and 1, ranked 10th in the nation. Notre Dame, maybe. I'm not saying they'll make the playoff, but they still have a shot, technically. They still have big games coming up to prove themselves. National championship for Notre Dame, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it this year, but I'm sure they're looking at it. I'm sure they're thinking about, hey, we, we have a chance to compete for a playoff spot and therefore give us a shot at a national title. So... If you're Notre Dame, it'll be interesting. You're going into that hostile environment. Can you get the deal done? Um, now, that being said, Jeff Brom is the head coach. It's his first year. Um, Brom coming over. He played for the Louisville Cardinals. From Louisville, Kentucky. This is his first year coaching the Cardinals. So Jeff Brom, he's ready to go. He's excited. He's motivated. Um, he was the former Purdue coach. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, Purdue. He, pl- he coached Purdue. So, with that being said, I mean, you look. He coached in the Big Ten. Tough conference. Um, I think he's 
changing the culture at Louisville from what from what, from what I'm seeing. Um, it looks like they're responding well to Brom this year. Based on these results, I mean, hey, let's let's see what they can do against Notre Dame. But Louisville again. I'm not saying Louisville wins, but I'm intrigued by Louisville and everything going on with them so far this year. But also, I'm intrigued by this game because not just Louisville and how they're playing, but you look at Notre Dame, and this is one of those games where they got to try and, and be dominant to some extent because last two week, last two games have been rough, close games. You want you know seven points or less. You know this game here; it's another road game, but still, you want to show, hey, we're Notre Dame, we're here to play. There's some big programs where they go they go and play a, a program that shouldn't be as good as them and they don't dominate. They don't do what they're supposed to do. So for Notre Dame, I, I'm curious to see if they show some type of dominance here, even though it's a road game and Louisville's had a pretty good year. I want to see if Notre Dame can actually show some dominance. And lastly, for my meh game of the week, got to go to, yes, Virginia Virginia Tech taking on Florida State. Vautech versus Florida State. I know what you're thinking. Why are we talking about this at all? Why is it... Why is it showing up? Again, it's a meh game for a reason. I think Florida State will win the game, home contest. Jordan Travis at quarterback, Florida State trying to gain some positive momentum. I know they're ranked 5th in the country. But I think this is one of those games where hey, show we're dominant, we're 4-0, we're at home against a 2 and 3 Hokies team. Florida State Two weeks ago. They had a bye last week. So two weeks ago was their last game. They won in overtime at Clemson, 31-24. Before that, they beat Boston College, 31-29. This is one of those games. Let's Again, similar to Notre Dame. Hey, let's go out and be dominant. Florida State at home in front of Seminole Nation. Uh, Florida State, they want to get back to that momentum. They do have a big game against Duke in two weeks. They have to go to Pittsburgh. They have to go to Wake Forest. They got Miami and uh, a trip to Florida to Gainesville at the end of the year. So Florida State has to get rolling. And they got to put impressive wins together here because right now they got a, a win, their best win. They're Depending on how you want to classify it, I mean, their best win in terms of dominance was against LSU which is in week one. And then obviously that road win against Clemson, but Clemson isn't ranked. So I think you got to put more weight into the dominant win over LSU. LSU still ranked at 23, but uh, FSU needs to get back on the ball and uh, dominate the Hokies. And let's see if they can string some wins together. But you look at Virginia Tech, the reason why I'm even acknowledging this game is 
not just Florida State trying to show dominance, but Virginia Tech, they dominated Pittsburgh last week. Uh, they lost to Marshall road game, lost to Rutgers road game, 19 point loss there. And, uh, earlier in the year lost to Purdue 24, 17. Fawtech did beat old dominion, but this is one of those games where conference game, ACC matchup, Vatek, no one is looking at them. On the road, FSU, like I said, when you look at Florida State against an unranked Clemson team, tough game. I know it was a road game. Again, tough road game against Boston College, but... You know, there are some teams that have given FSU fits. I mean, it was close early on against LSU. I know LSU is still ranked. They're normally a good SEC program. But Boston College and Clemson, they gave FSU fits. So Virginia Tech, they're going to be up for this game. You're telling me there's zero chance they put up a fight? They create some type of challenge, some obstacle for the Seminoles, I'm not buying it. Again, look, FSU should win. I think they'll win. The game's at 3.30 on Saturday, but the Seminoles should win. But Virginia Tech, you're telling me they have zero, they can't make it close at all? They have zero shot? Um, Let's go to Virginia Tech last week. Got some momentum against Pitt. Outscored the Panthers 21-7 to before halftime. Key contributor, Chiron Ky- Ky- Drones, uh, totaled 269 yards, total yards, and rushed for two scores. We'll see. We'll see. It's one of those games, one of those uh, conference battles. I'm curious how FSU plays in this game and uh, continues to try and impress the committee. And we'll see if they, uh, obviously we'll see down the line if they make the playoff. But this is one of those games, FSU has to show up. We'll take a break, come back, this is making it big. I'm the Fuse. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you in on Making It Big. This is a very good time of the year. Fall is here. We're in October, Halloween. Uh, Obviously, different sports are starting up. Hockey around the corner. You got basketball. NBA media days happened recently. Uh, It's a good time of year. Get your coffee going. Are you putting away the AC? Or is it one of those situations where you have a built, you have an AC that 
it's either built in or you don't feel like putting it away. What are you doing this time of year? What, what's, what's that chore that you have to get done each and every year uh, for the fall season to prepare for the winter, for the fall slash winter season? Um, or fall or winter season, I should say. Uh, we'll dive into week five of the NFL right now. Bears lead the Washington Commanders in Landover, Maryland, seven to nothing. Uh, early in the first quarter. Um, let's go to this London game. 9.30 a.m. Sunday. Who doesn't? Uh, do the Jaguars like doing this? Um, they have to play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bills versus Jaguars. Give me the Bills. What are we doing? What are we doing? Dominated the Dolphins. Dominated the last three teams they played. Dolphins, Commanders, Raiders. Uh, What all do you have to say about the Buffalo Bills? Offense has been incredible. Josh Allen, five combined touchdowns last week against division rival Miami. Beat Tua. Stephon Diggs went off three touchdowns and only three, three touchdowns and only six catches. You look at the Bills' defense, getting some pressure. Two sacks from Gregory Rousseau, a pick from Micah Hyde. They got some veterans on that defense. They got some guys who have been around the block. Matt Milano, eight tackles. Um, guys getting pressure up front. Got Leonard Floyd on the defense, veteran player. Uh, different receipt. Uh, Josh Allen getting the ball to different targets. You got Dalton Kincaid in the mix, along with Dol- uh, Dawson Knox. I already mentioned Latavius Murray, I believe, last week. But you have a different. You have James Cook, the running back, getting a catch. You have he had a catch for forty-eight yards. James Cook, Diggs, Gabe Davis, the usuals. But they have a good mix as far as spreading the ball around, which is good to see for Allen. Josh Allen only seventeen rushing yards last week, but that's okay. Damian Harris averaged almost five yards a carry. James Cook had a touchdown rushing and uh, 29 rushing yards. Latavius Murray averaged 8 yards a carry. You're getting different guys involved. It's a nice little mix. Is it amazing? Uh, From what I've seen, it isn't. But it's good that you're getting different guys involved and they're getting a good chunk of yardage on average. Uh, So that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. And then, I know this is random. But uh, according to this, the I know this is random, but I'm okay. So yes, FedEx Field of the Washington Commanders, their football stadium. It's 
in Landover, Maryland? Yes. Five miles east of Washington, D.C. Just figured I'd throw that in there. I, I, I thought that was the case, but I just wanted to double check. An on-air stat check, fact check with you guys on making it big. But yeah, I like what Buffalo's doing as far as rotating different guys in the running game. It's huge for Josh Allen. If you're a Bills fan, you're excited right now. I mean, you look at the upcoming schedule. Jags, Giants, Patriots should be able to beat all three of them. Uh, They've owned the Patriots recently. Uh, Giants stink. Bills should be in pretty good shape. You got the Bucks coming in to Buffalo Orchard Park. November 5th, so a month exactly from today. It'll be in Cincinnati. That'll be the biggest test in the next month for the Buffalo Bills. Bills visiting Cincinnati, a team right now, one and three, scuffling. There's some anger in that locker room. But November 5th, Bills Bengals put up or shut up. Sunday night football should be an interesting, should be a good game. Um, but after that, Broncos, Jets, then you have the Eagles, which is going to be exciting. Uh, that'll be November 26th. Bills at Eagles. Thanksgiving game. Excuse me. November 26th. So three days after Thanksgiving. Bills at Eagles. How about that for some extra filling? After that, Bills Chiefs. I'm excited to watch all three of those games: the Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles games. If uh, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you're excited to see what your team has, how they're stacking up against Cincinnati, the Eagles, and Chiefs. Um, it's kind of inter- it's kind of odd, but also kind of interesting. Bills are going on the road to face. KC, the Bengals, and Philly. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be scratching your head, I guess, if you're a, if you're a Bills fan. It's like, hey, can't we face the Eagles at home? Can't we face Cincinnati at home? Uh, so anyway, Bills looking good. If you look at the Jaguars, they're sitting at two and two. Lost to the Texans by twenty a few weeks ago. Only scored nine points against the Chiefs defense. I mean, could have been better for the Jags, obviously. You look at that Falcons game, you know, not much scoring in the second half for the Jags. I know it was in London. Both teams probably trying to get their sea legs under them, but you want to see better play out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence, only 207 yards last week. Travis Etienne Jr., 55 rushing yards. Not amazing performance by the Jags offense. Let's see how they play here, but give me the Buffalo Bills over the Jags. Uh, second game to look at. I'm intrigued. By the Patriots and Saints. Patriots 1-3 and three at home. Uh, we'll see what's going on with Derek Carr. Uh, 
Even if... I think I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. It's tough. Derek Carr, two touchdowns so far this season, two picks. Um, I want to see if he's... What his status is. Um, It sounds like as of now, he's playing. Uh... So, according to this, I'm reading this article from Saints Wire, USA Today Sports. Um, There's an article recently written on that site. Um, It looks like Derek Carr's shoulder is improving. He threw recently for the Saints. Uh, it looks it looks like it was on Wednesday. Um, look, the bottom line is this: whether Carr is playing or not, I don't like the Saints in this going on the road. Patriots are hungry. Belichick is a better coach than Dennis Allen. I don't don't get me wrong. I don't like Mac Jones. I don't like the Patriots' offense, but. They're hungry. That team, the Pats, are hungry, and they should be after getting shellacked in Dallas last week. 15 points scored against the Jets. 17 against the Dolphins. They cracked 20 in week one against Philly, and that was a home game. So if they if they only if they score more when they're at home. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting them to do that exactly on Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. Not a lot of optimism around the Patriots and their future right now. Um, give, me, give, me, give me Mac Jones. Give me this. I mean, I don't like him facing that Saints defense, but I don't like Derek Carr or whoever's playing quarterback. Um. It sounds like Carr is trying to get on the right track. I'm trying to see if he's actually... It looks like he might have a shot. So I'm reading this article a little bit more. and At one point it says, Carr should play this Sunday versus the New England Patriots. So whether Carr is playing or not, give me the Patriots... I like their defense against whoever is playing quarterback for the Saints. Um, You look last week, Derek Carr, 127 yards, Winston threw a pick, and Taysom Hill had 13 yards. Bucks beat the Saints last week 26-9. So, if you can't throw the ball, teams are going to focus in on Alvin Kamara. He only had 84 yards last week combined. And if Derek Carr is trying to recover from that throwing shoulder injury or getting dinged up in the shoulder, getting hurt in the shoulder, I, I mean, Saints only scored 18 in Green Bay. They only scored 9 last week. Scored 20 against the Panthers. 16 against the Titans. 
I don't like the Saints offense. Give me the Patriots defense. I'm sorry. How am I supposed to pick the Saints, the way they're offense? I know the Patriots aren't great on offense either. It'll be the battle of defenses here, but I'll take the Patriots. I'll take Belichick over Dennis Allen. I'll take uh, the Pats' defense. I I predict the the Pats will find a way to score a touchdown in this game. The Pats' defense will find a way to score a touchdown, is what I meant to say. But, yeah, give give me the Pats over the Saints. If you're going to salvage your season, start by beating a team with an offense that is just as bad as yours. I mean, it did. The, the Saints did have that 20-point game. You know, the Pats did have that 20-point game. The Saints have scored uh, before, obviously. Um, Pats did, did, Pats did have that 20-point game. Saints also had a 20-point game. But these offenses... I think I like the Pats' offense slightly more than the Saints. Even though the, even though the Saints have more talent on paper, uh, at least when it, terms, when it comes to playmakers, stuff like that. But let's go to the next game. Steelers-Ravens. Hello. I'm going to take the Steelers, man. There's something about the Steelers. After they, normally, after they, from what I've seen, after they get beat up like they did against Houston... They respond. I mean, that's what Tomlin teams do. After a bad performance, they wake up. It's like smelling salts of some kind. Give me the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, it looks like he's going to play. Steelers are hungry. They want to get back at it. They're in front of their home crowd. Sunday afternoon football. Steelers-Ravens, let's get it going. They split the series last year. It's always a close game between these two. I think it'll be the case here. But one thing, I mean, look, the Steelers are good against Lamar Jackson. They're so good against Lamar Jackson. I was shocked when I found, when I heard that Lamar is two and three against the Steelers. I thought it was less than that in terms of record. So, um, yeah, give me the Steelers. Motivated, got Kenny. They're at home. Um, trying to rebound after a bad loss to Houston, a team I thought they were going to beat. Um, they know Lamar Jackson, have played him well over the years. Um, Baltimore's dealt with injury late, injuries lately. I think I saw Odell Beckham miss last week's game. He was on the injury report. Uh, yeah, Odell missed last week's game. The big thing for me, can the Steelers shut down Mark Andrews? He did have two touchdowns against Cleveland last week. Uh, I mean, how do the, from, and also, curious to see how the Steelers' secondary responds. I would like to think they play better. I mean, they're facing a rookie in Zay Flowers. They're facing Nelson Aguilar. You know, the, the Ravens love to use their running backs in different ways. You would think they can slow down Gus Edwards. You would think they can find a way to limit Lamar Jackson. But 
Lamar last week in a dominant win over Cleveland, only 15 of 19, 186 yards through the air, two touchdowns passing. Give me the Steelers in a quote-unquote upset win. Um, Steelers want to keep pace in the division here early in the year. Steelers do have a bye week. Um, in week six. So, give me the Steelers, man. I mean, this is one of those games. You got to step up. You got to find ways to get over whatever issues you're dealing with. I mean, you shouldn't have lost to Houston. You should have been, you should be three and one right now. But the Steelers defense has played really well. I don't think Cleveland has, or Baltimore has faced a defense that good all year. Now you face the Steelers defense with TJ Watt, with Highsmith, who's only getting better. Don't forget <coughs> Marcus Golden. So, give me the Steelers. Would I be shocked if the Ravens won? Absolutely not. And I think a big key for Baltimore, if they want to win, is got to limit the big plays on both sides of the ball for the Steelers. If the Steelers are not making big plays, if Kenny's not driving the ball downfield, making big plays in connection to George Pickens or Calvin Austin or Pat Fryermuth, I mean, the Steelers, the Ravens should be able to contain the Steelers and and win the game. They should be able to, if they, uh, like I said, stop the big plays for Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, actually, as I look at their schedule, yes, they do have off in week six. They do have they they do have off in week six. So uh, when the Steelers come back, they'll visit the L.A. Rams at four o five on October twenty second. So anyway, that's it. Give me the Bills, the Steelers. And the Patriots this week. With that said, we'll take a break, come back, talk some MLB. This is making it big. Alrighty, so people are talking about the Rays and their lack of attendance in this year's playoffs. I mean, they lost last year to the Guardians in the wild card round. They they got bounced this year to Texas, uh, against Texas at home at Tropicana Field. Disappointing with attendance. I'll say this, and I'm not someone who, I'm not going to tell people that they should spend their money on to, to watch a, a team play a game. I'm not, I'm not someone who tells people what to do with their money. But I will say this, if you want to keep the Rays in in, in Tampa, I mean, it sounds like they're going to try and and lock up something here long term, but still, if you want to, how how do I want to put this? If any fan base wants to keep their team long term, there has to be some support. Not showing up to a playoff series 
you know, come on. I mean, it's you got to find ways to support your team. And I'm not saying it's all to blame on the fans. I mean, I think some organizations do a better job promoting their team than others and connecting with a fan base. But if you, if cities, if they, if they want teams to stick around, you got to support them. And if teams are being talked, if, if expansion teams are being talked about in any sport, MLB, NHL, the fan base better show up. Fan base better understand, Hey, uh, you can't just have a lack of attendance and expect, oh, well, they'll stick around. It's a lock for the rest of our lives. It's like, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Um, now, in defense of the fans, I'll say this for the Tampa Bay Rays. First of all, the payroll, um, the highest contract for free agent for for a free agent they ever had was Zach Eflin and that was this last offseason. So if you're a fan, I can understand sitting there saying, well, we don't go out even with all our success over the last 15 years and how competitive we've been. We have a bunch of no names on the roster. Eflin gets the most notable contract in our history. And on top of that, our roster doesn't stack up with other World Series caliber teams. Other World Series favorites. So I can understand race fans saying, hey, is there a guarantee, no matter how much success, how how much attendance we have, is there a guarantee that the Rays are going to build the team the way we need them to. I mean, they're finding ways to, to make do and they had a really good start to the year. Um, they were undefeated for a while there and they went, what I think, I think they went a few weeks without losing a game. Like it's unheard of, but if you're a fan, I can understand to an extent saying, well, no matter how much we supported this team over the years, they, they don't really spend much money. They uh, they don't stack up as far as, if, for example, the Phillies. Compare them to the Houston Astros in terms of roster. The Rays don't stack up. They have a bunch of no names. And I think that's why over time I started looking at the Rays and I'm like, yeah, they're not. They're not going to the World Series. It's one thing for these no-name players to play well during the regular season. And I've said it before. Like, I'd rather have a veteran. A, a veteran, maybe he's not quite in his prime, but he's still really good. I'd rather have a really good veteran in a lot of cases instead of a rookie phenom, 20 wins. Like It's one thing to be really, really good with having a lack of playoff experience. 
but if but if you're a really if you're a young ace with not a lot of experience in the playoffs, I, I'm I may take a veteran over you. It depends on the situation, but experience matters. Um, you know, and I'd rather take a vet. There's times where I'd rather take a veteran who's really really good instead of and with playoff experience instead of a young star ace who has barely any playoff experience. So in the case of the Rays, they had a bunch of no-name guys who played well as a collective. No names, though. And then on top of that, you look at how they played in the playoffs. Two and out. Not even a three and out. Then you look at the Phillies and it's like, oh, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. That's what teams should strive to be as far as building a team, young guys, overcoming adversity, good manager in Rob Thompson, fan base goes berserk every game now. Even before the playoffs, the the, the uh, Citizens Bank Park was getting busy. They knew what time it was to get primed for the playoffs, but... I can see why players would get frustrated with race fans, but I can see the fans also being somewhat hesitant. Let's make it a big. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.